0: are listening to doulas going digital, a podcast about taking your important birth work online to reach more people. I'm your host, Nicole joy, digital doula mother to three of the most incredible little humans ever accidental unassisted home birth after cesarean mom and corporate real estate finance dropout turned birth CEO. I've helped thousands of families learn better, more supportive ways to birth. And I help birth professionals build sustainable businesses, leveraging the beautiful tool that is the internet. I have a quick announcement before we get into this week's episode. The online business school membership is opening very soon for enrollment. If it's something that you've been looking at and considering, I highly recommend getting on the waitlist. list. There's a link to join the waitlist in the show notes. The benefit to being on the waitlist is that you'll have an opportunity to join before enrollment opens to the public and with a special offer that only folks on the waitlist will have via email. More info to come and I will see you on the other side. Okay, friends. So if you're looking back at 2021 and calculating your income... What your business generated in revenue for the year, and it didn't quite hit the goal mark that you penciled in or put on your vision board or thought, you know, I'm going to manifest this much money for 2021. If you didn't quite reach that point, I hope you find this podcast helpful. First, I want to tell you, you're in good company. I didn't hit the dollar amount that I set out for 2021. I did, however, do something even better. And I want to explain what that is and invite you to consider reframing missing that mark. Right, And I talk a lot about this kind of thing on the podcast, missing the mark and how to reframe. Um, But this is specifically relating to if you didn't hit the goal, money amount that you put down for this arbitrary timeline, which reminder... January 1st to December 31st is an arbitrary timeline. There are others. (laughs) Okay. So that's one thing, but the more important thing is, and when I looked back at this for myself, what I realized is that one of my most cherished accomplishments from last year is not that I had this 10,000% increase in income, And if you're in the online business space, it's easy to feel like you're doing something wrong if that's not what you're hanging your hat on for your accomplishments from year over year. You know, online business coaches, the digital space, a lot of people preach, you know, $10,000 months and six-figure years. And I've done both of those. Um, I've done both of those in the last two years. However, what I don't hear a whole lot about is rewriting stories about how you earn money. Let me explain. So making money is important, of course. Earning money is important. Receiving money is important. Having a beautiful, evolving relationship with money is important. And for me, I'm really proud of my own, the internal work I've been doing, working on my limiting beliefs and really the internal calibration that was necessary for me to get to the point where I allowed myself to receive $10,000 in a month or six figures in a year. And shifting the belief that I have to work hard to make money is probably one of the biggest money stories that I've worked through to date and particularly that I have embodied in 2021. I had been thinking about it for quite some time, right? And so I've shared with you my evolution of doing business online. I'm entering my 5th year of doing business online. And it really started because of how young my children are and were at the time and how limited with minutes that I felt like I I had, right? And so I've reached a point where I've made some adjustments in my life that embody the new belief. And so let me walk you through what that belief looked like and how I made that adjustment. And I'll explain. So growing up, I learned from my father who I adore. We're incredibly close. I love my dad. You know, I share about him on my IG stories all the time. He's my kid's Saba and we see him every week and we adore our Saba. So growing up, My father, I watched him living this embodying this belief that you have to work hard to make money. He still lives by that belief. By the way, he's 69 years old, still working six days a week at his tire shop. I'm working on him. Okay. But sometimes it's tricky to change our parents' belief systems. So growing up... I watched him open up his tire store every day, six days a week at 7 a.m. Monday through Friday, he closed at like 5.30, usually home by about six, a little after six. And then on Saturdays, he would be there seven till about two or three. And then Sunday was his only day off. Now, he still does this, okay, even at his age and with the health stuff that he's been dealing with. So a little history on my dad, he came to the United States after he finished the army in Israel, he moved to the U S and when he first moved here, he was driving 16 wheelers around the country. He knew how to drive, he knew how to drive these big trucks and he wanted to see the country. So he got a job as a truck driver. And then he switched jobs and got a job working the games for the traveling carnival or the fair or whatever and then he finally settled into what he knew best which was mechanic work and working on cars at a mechanic shop in new york and i think the cold pushed him all the way over to la and then he finally settled in tampa and met my mother got married had a couple kids started his tire business but going back to the point he took pride i remember my dad even now like the heat of tampa florida is brutal and my dad took so much pride in the rings of sweat on his clothes after a full day of work. Like it's one thing to come home sweaty. You leave the gym and you're sweaty, right? I, you've experienced a very high intensity cardio exercise where you, you're you very sweaty. Or I, as my daughter, as I tell my daughters that it's my, my glitter and my sparkle. But with my dad, if you ever know somebody that's worked outdoors in the heat, they have rings of sweat as one dries a new ring of sweat. So they're sweating like in layers all day, right? And, I, and, and it wasn't just the layers of sweat on his clothes, but the layers of dirt under his nails. Nails that only ever looked clean when we went to Israel on vacation. It was like three times we went when I was a kid. And then my dad used to go usually once a year to see his family. And when he was gone for a week and not touching tires all day, his nails would, he'd come home and his nails were all clean. The fact that he never missed a day at the shop. My dad works through having a cold he's worked through the flu. He doesn't take personal appointments unless he's able to do it after hours, only unless it's absolutely required and there's no way out of it. He even found a dentist that would see him on Sundays. Even with his slew of doctor's appointments last year, he always asked if they could see him after hours, like 6 a.m., 6 p.m., Or Saturdays and Sundays when possible. And by the way, most doctors do not do that. So it has been like a painful process to get him to realize that, like, actually, it's okay to not be at the shop. It's not going to crumble into the ground when you're not here. And part of his belief comes from his experience, right? The era that he was born into. Growing up in Israel in the 50s, 60s, technology wasn't what it is today. Obviously, people traded time for dollars, usually, you know, and that belief stayed with him all the way to his tire store in Tampa, Florida. So he equated the belief that he took on was that open hours, me being here for more hours and being open as many hours as possible equals more customers, more customers equals more money. And like, there's some truth to his presence being the foundation of the shop, right? Like generally, my dad has had clients, customers for 35 years since he opened doors. Let's see, I'm 38. He opened the shop when I was little, little, so at least 35 years. And he, there have been lots of people who come back for him. And I can't tell you how many times we go out, I'm out with him. Or even recently we had an electrician come into our home to fix something in the lights. And they're like, they saw a picture of my dad with my kids on the wall. And they're like, Hey, Monty, we know him, you know, and it's, it's like, my dad has become a celebrity in our town for this tire shop, right? His, his energy, people come back for him, of course, but it's also not going to fall apart when he's not there. And that's a different conversation. So let's bring this thought process. Into today, right? And into your business and in your life. And if you were raised to believe that hard work equals money and that's how you can make money is by working hard. And a lot of us watched our parents working hard to earn money. And hell, I mean, trading time for dollars, hourly wages is the foundation of the workforce. And while it can be helpful information, right? Like figuring out approximately how much you're earning per hour. It's helpful information. And it's also kind of limiting. You can only work so many hours in a week or in a month without burning out, seriously, or your body just breaking down. And if you're still trading time for dollars, you will max out with the amount of money that you can earn. And for many, that might not be enough to even meet a living wage, to have a home, to have... The basic necessities, water, electricity, fresh food, a vehicle to get you around, insurance for said vehicle. And while that model may have been necessary for prior generations, our parents' generations, our grandparents' generations, you know, we hear about these grandparents and great-grandparents who had 15 children to man the farm. It's not necessary anymore. That model's not necessary. We have access to tools, to resources, technology, and healing energy to rewrite this story. We don't have to live in the 50s and 60s anymore. And for me, this rewrite has been in the works for quite a few years. And last year, I really embodied this belief So while I still earned six figures, it wasn't a, and I, and I, but I missed the mark. I did not hit the goal amount, but what I did do was worked a lot less. I worked a lot less. I decided that I did not have to do it that way. It doesn't have to be that story of hard work means money. I don't want to live that life. My dad did what he needed to do. A lot of our parents did what they needed to do. A lot of you are doing what you need to do. I respect that. As a daughter of somebody who worked his ass off, like worked himself, yes, I respect it highly. And I choose different. Choose different for me. I choose different for my family. I had to embody that belief, not just for me, but for my children, Because that's not the life that I desire for my children. And if I want them to do something differently, I have to become it. I have to embody it. I can tell them all day, eat healthy, eat foods that are nourishing. You should eat this. It is nourishing. Or I can just eat the things. I mean, yeah, I have some picky eaters. So maybe that's a bad example. You know, one of mine is a particularly picky eater. And it makes me mad sometimes. I mean, mad, like crazy, not like angry. But what are you going to do? You know, not losing sleep over it. But I eat nourishing things. Have to embody it. So with this belief, I had to embody it. And I did. So last year, I decided that evenings and weekends are mostly no-go work. Evenings and weekends are sacred time for me, for my family and time that I cherish and that I choose to be present with them or with myself or with my husband or whatever else I want to do, but I don't desire working evenings or weekends. If I do, it's because there's something I really want to work on, not because I have to. And I mean, there's obviously layers of this, right? Because I'm also not somebody who enjoys thinking. I don't, my brain doesn't work as well in the evenings. And so I kind of structure my day accordingly. You might be the opposite. You might think, Oh, I hate working mornings, mornings, my brain's not on, and I need to do other things. Or perhaps mornings is your sacred time with your family. Respect. We're all different. We're supposed to be doing this differently. But the thread is that we're not working harder to earn more money. That's the story. That's the belief. That was the one that I changed last year. And this is also different than... Let me also explain that this is different than the belief that like I don't work hard, I do work hard. I just don't work as many hours necessarily as I did in 2020 or in 2019, I work differently when I have something that I feel fire and I want to create, and I want to passionately do something. The example that just came in that popped into my head is, um, V awareness day, July 30th, 2021, the very first VBAC awareness day. I was like energized I batched like, what was it? 12 or 14 reels, Instagram reels in like 24 hours. It was so fun. And I felt fired up about it. If there's projects and things that I'm working on that I feel that I ride the wave and I work hard. I don't force myself to clock hours, not working and trading time for dollars. And I'm honoring my system, my body, the way I flow my flow, my cycle. I'm honoring all of this uniqueness about myself and building my business in a way that supports me. So for 2021, while I didn't hit the dollar amount that I goal had on my goals for the year, I still made more than 2020. And I worked a hell of a lot less. So my invitation to you is to twofold. One, if you didn't make... Your dollar amount goal from last year instead of calling it a failure or missing the mark what did you learn what did you change what did you evolve how did you evolve what were the lessons learned try looking at those and go back to episode 118 and celebrate them my other invitation to you is to explore your beliefs about hard work and money we don't have to do it the way that our parents and grandparents and so on did it we get to do things differently Thank you so much for taking time out of your day and listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you found value in what I'm sharing here. And if you did, can you do me a little favor and go and rate and review this episode? I will share a link in the show notes so that it's really easy to rate and review this podcast. It would mean a lot to me as this is truly a passion project. Have a beautiful day and I will see you next week.